time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling And what is going on, everybody? Welcome to Gore More Podcast. Today is the 6th. June 7th. I'm sorry, the 7th of June. Yes. yes. Day off. Woo. And we are here to talk Hell House. But before that, let me introduce myself. I am not your host with the most, Mr. TJ Bowser. He is off on sabbatical. Uh, he wanted to take some peyote, go into the desert, <laughs> find himself, and uh, come back a new man. For the next let's, hope, let's, let's hope he doesn't get lost. Yes, yes. Yeah, right. You know, you can get lost in those spirit quests. There, there, yes, there's something, man. I'm gonna have to. We gotta ask him what a spirit animal is when he gets back. It's a monkey. Yeah, yeah, like a little tiny one, though. I was gonna like go with Bigfoot. Oh, honestly, oh like, no, 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 it's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot, but it's a little miniature Bigfoot, dude. If TJ goes on a but he's trip, hung, and but he's hung Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yes, it's a little miniature Bigfoot hung like a normal Bigfoot. So he's just dragging fucking Wang on the <laughs> ground, <dragging one. laughs> and that is how you know it is TJ's spirit animal. <laughs> oh shit! Before we go any further than this let me introduce my other co-host with me the, you know him as the dark lord of knowledge mr chad chrisman what's up bitches and joining us from somewhat supernatural mr lord scuba steve vasquez what's going on baby yeah. welcome gentlemen welcome gentlemen uh today is going to be a fun doozy of an episode we're a little little scrambled how we're usually compared to how we're usually set up but that's all right show must go on absolutely so the boys are going to bring it to you yeah, we got um, this. We'll make the boss man proud. Yeah. And even we'll if we don't, eh, whatever. Nah, we, dude, tried. we tried. <laughs> yeah, we tried. <laughs> Chad's been doing this longer than us, and you and I fucking host two other shows, man. Yeah, We're we got this. Golden, dude. We got, got this. Shit. But before this, we like to do our little uh, slice of life. I can't do it. I'm a slice, slice of life. life. I'm just going to fuck with Yeah, my voice go. does not hit that octave at all, so... No. That's why I do slice and dice on fatality, dude. It's way easier. I can just say like, <laughs> slice and fatality voice. And yeah. Um, but Chad, how you been, brother? I'm well, thank you. I've just been busy working and trying to stay out of this heat. We actually have a pretty nice heat wave going on right now where it's uh, been about 90 the last couple days, which, you know, Scoobs, you're down there in Texas. You get that kind of weather all the time. So it's nothing yeah. big to you. But up yeah. here, it's like living in the jungle. It's been hot as hell. We've had the air conditioners running 24-7 for days. Johnny, you're just loving that pool right now, buddy. Oh, my God, dude. If you couldn't tell, I got some fucking color this week. <laughs> <laughs> that shit came in like, whew. Yeah, it, it's hitting us hard. But, man, it's nice to just, you know, have a nice cold beer after mowing the lawn. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, you know, not much going on. Just kind of chilling. You know, I did some... Uh, did some family time with some uh, some family friends, you know, some kids, just chilling, you know, relaxing, playing some Days Gone. And it finally hit me, Johnny, Days Gone. Yeah. I had this whole, I, I'm really enjoying it, and I had this whole kind of feeling like, oh, it's kind of like uh, Last of Us. But then I'm riding along, and I realized it's actually more like Red Dead. It's almost like a cowboy game set in modern times. Uh, yes, I can see that, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so I'm really enjoying it. So it's that's like a almost like a Red Dead three if you want to go that route. But yeah, it's a really um, fun game. You ever play Red Dead Online? Did it when they had the beta, 
I haven't played it since. Yeah, I haven't played it in a while either, dude. I actually just hopped back in the GTA Five, but I'm just interested to see where the like the online was shit but it's been a few years i heard it's amazing now so i just i get the first time i played it i'm just standing there i'm in the middle of a town i'd go to one of those boards to look up bounties and immediately somebody just ropes me drags me out of town and murders me yep every <laughs> fucking time i'm like every yeah. fucking and i'm like you know what this is not what i wanted to play <laughs> I, don't, I don't like free-for-all game it's 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 a free-for-all game you know it's, you gotta have buddies with you you can't it's do the fucking like wild west what do you expect what do you well, have wild west I was expecting like the sheriff or something to come out, you know, at some point, <laughs> you know, that's what they always show us in the movies. But now there was no, uh, no. no Texas Rangers, nothing. Nope. Nothing. Shout out to the boss, man. Absolutely, sir. What a boss. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's, uh, I, maybe I'll have to nice. go back in and try that. They keep, uh, they keep adding new stuff to the online. I mean, we'll shit, do they still keep going with GTA five? That shit's been out for like 25 years. Yeah. My kid. <laughs> Dude, my kid's playing that with my little brother, and I like, just hear them, and dude, they've done so much shit with it, and I'm like, holy fuck, like, I stopped playing yeah. a long time ago. It's insane what they added, and like, yeah. and I I don't know, it's probably only been a couple of years, but just like, dude, like the stunt races and shit, and like, yeah, that's the biggest thing with that game, is that game is literally, everything's good on it, or great, and when I say everything, I mean everything, the racing, the shooting, the story, you know what I mean? Like, it's so, like... If you don't know what you want to play, just play GTA. And then you're just like, yeah. <laughs> play everything. Fuck it. It, it kind of is everything. Oh, but it sounds like you but yeah, there, buddy. yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, Scoobs, how about you, buddy? Man, so I, I've been, uh, you know, just working. Uh, it's summertime now. We had our uh, last day of school on Thursday. Um, we have our graduation coming up for my school this coming Friday, but there's no school. We don't have any students. Usually I'd be excited because this week would be my last, my last week of school before summer vacation, you know, because I get to take summer vacation off too. But this year I did the adult thing and they asked me to work summer school. Oh. So I said, you know what? Yeah, I'll work summer school. So I'm going to be working summer school this year, but it's really cool because I'm getting paid on top of what I already get paid. So it's okay. not like I'm working, you know, for nothing. I'm getting paid way more money, you know, working the summer school. So we're just getting prepared for summer school, um, working on episodes for somewhat supernatural, getting paranormal investigations. You know, we kind of took a little break from the paranormal investigations. We have our first one in about two or three months coming up this coming Monday, uh, where we are investigating the very first, the very first morgue here in Oasis County. Uh, it is now a rock venue called the house of rock, but they have tons of activity that goes on there. Um, so we will be the first paranormal team to ever be allowed to go in and investigate overnight. So we're super excited about that and, you know, just working on cosplay shit and, you know, hanging out with you boys. So that's nice. pretty much it, man. That's pretty much it. What about nice. you, Johnny? We've been up to Oh that? man. Let's see. It's been a <laughs> hell of a week. <laughs> Fucking right, dude. Right. Fucking Brody. <laughs> We're just going to be piling in that money. Um, Shit. It's still nope. working for the state. So, you know, let's not yeah. get out of. Yeah. <laughs> state benefits, buddy. Um, no. So, unfortunately, double a little sadness in the family uh, this past week uh, with my wife's side. Um, did that whole thing. Got over that. Got to the weekend. Uh, enjoyed that. Got a little burnt. It's nice. Very hot did use the pool like so you Jenny. got a little you got a little toasty little toasty yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you fucking watch all right well so if you watch saturday's episode with 
uh, Mr. Brody and myself, I am like a lobster on that fucking episode, dude. It's <laughs> fucking. And I know I didn't burn. It's just like I got fu- like, dude. I got some fucking sun that day. Uh, but it was a good day, man. Did some hardcore barbecue and made some greasy ass fatties, which are always ah, delicious. Yeah. Uh, I had to actually quiz Brody if he knew what a fatty was, and he did. Very nice. And I was like, not this, not the smaller like TJ and I kind of fatty. Like, <laughs> I was like, what's a barbecue fatty? But. No, man, that shit was delish. Um, other than that, got the camper ready, going camping next weekend. So nice. I'll be t- uh, Brody and I will be taking a little hiatus, a one-week hiatus on Fatality. But, yeah, it'll be first camping trip in three fucking years, man. We haven't used that wow. fucker. In, yeah, just shit with the house like the year prior, and then COVID hit. So COVID kind of fucked everything mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. So, okay, so two years out. I apologize. Two years out. So, but still. So we... Set that bitch up, let her air out yesterday, and got that all good to go. And you know, yeah, I've, I've never been camping ever. No, never in my thirty-nine well, years. We're up in New York, brother. I would love for you to come with me. Well, it looks like I'm gonna have to make a trippy trip now. There you go. Go glamping. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll give you. Listen, I will meet you at. Cause like I'll usually hit state parks with like lakes and shit like that. Cause obviously, you know, they usually have nice walking trails. It's good to be at the lake. If it's a hot day. So go swim and all that shit. Like there's places that are kind of like, eh, whatever. Like they have like ponds and shit, but I'm like, dude, I can go to a pond right down the road. Like at my old man's, I have a pool. So I'm not going to go to a place that just has a pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am going to be watching out for Mad Man Wires. Thank you, bro. <laughs> uh, we're not going to be that deep in the woods, though. Unless we go up in the Adirondacks, it could be. But no, man, usually I just, it's it's state park. You got your battery and you got propane. So I'm not saying you don't have like some essentials, but you can have electric at least. But the glamping shit, nah, dude. I have a pop-up. Yeah. I don't need, I don't have a toilet in there, so I don't need full hookup. I don't need cable when I'm camping. That, that no. The, <laughs> that's yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna do that shit you may as well stay home yeah exactly just go to the yeah i would go to like a spa too someplace you're gonna get like a massage and shit yeah. like that, you know what i mean i mean Happy and i have ending. tons of camping equipment i have tons of camping equipment a buddy of mine cleared out his storage unit um back um, shit it might have been about a year and a half ago when i was doing one of my friday the 13th shoots i needed mm. a tent i needed a tent and he was like hey i have tons of shit i'll give it to you and i was like okay thinking it was just you know little things here and there dude no like family size tents that you could fit like a fuck ton of people in so my <laughs> my storage unit had now has a bunch of stuff that yeah. i've never used you know but nobody nobody ever wants to go camping like my kids are like all bougie and shit like my daughter don't want to go fucking spend time <laughs> in the woods my kid you know my son don't want to go spend time in the woods he's he you know the first sound that he heard he'd fucking be no. in my tent you know like okay so when i say camping like Camping for me, and like, there's obviously different levels of camping. We're not fucking hiking up a mountain with backpacks doing this shit. Not saying I wouldn't be down for that. Yeah. I'm a little out of shape for that shit at this moment in time. But, <laughs> hey, round is a shape. Round is, is a shape, goddammit. But no, like, this is like you, you literally are just escaping responsibilities for like yeah. four days. Yeah. You don't set an alarm. You drink and eat as much as you want. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, you still take care of your kids. You're way more lax about it. Can I go to the playground? Yeah, fuck, go to the playground. I'll give a shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you could see it. Um, but yeah, man, that's just like full on relaxing. And if you could ever make it up here, man, if you guys all could make it up here, 
Crystal Lake State Park is only two hours north of me. Oh, I'm fucking down. I'm gonna I mean, you, just Jason stuff, you just said Jason stuff and you have <laughs> camping. So, oh, yeah. Obvious, uh, TJ, the smoke is obvious. That That's like when you wake I mean, up. That was a given. That was a given. That, that's like every 50 steps, dude. You need a recharge. <laughs> <laughs> and you're camping, so you're not taking a lot of steps anyways. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying like you're just kind of. The you're taking core a and more. And I'm sorry. The Project Louder annual camping trip. We need there to make it fucking happen. Dude. Gore and where we just all sit around, we drink, we eat, we shoot the shit about our podcasts and about the network and come up with fucking ideas for shit. I that's not a horrible idea. And we do peyote spirit. <laughs> I'm not just I mean, dude, it's been a while since I've done shrooms, but you know, either way, I'm not that they're the same, but <laughs> and we all we all pitch in to get Brody's ass here too. Yeah. I listen. If there was ever a fundraiser, I would be game to fucking put money on. It would be flying Brody's sexy ass here. Yes, dude. fuck yeah! Oh my goodness! Look at that. TJ's got the mobile equipment. He Could does you have imagine? The Could you fucking the equipment? <laughs> Could you imagine the fucking awesomeness that would ensue? At man, fuck, fuck, fuck! I think it'd be great. Brody says oh, they actually have Crystal Lake there, so we there could be an Aussie version of Jason. Dude, Aussie Jason. There's a J, there's a Jason twist for you. Jason can teleport to different Crystal Lakes around the world. Oh, hey, every town has an Elm Street. Why can't every town have a Crystal Lake? Right there, you go. Every re, every region every has a Crystal Lake. Has a Crystal Lake. Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah. God. All I can think of is every region has a Jason. Like every region has a Krusty the Clown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would be There's the like Australian Jason score that just trained Jasons? What would be the Australian Jason? I'm trying to think. I don't Humongous. know. Humongous. That'd be a. What's that? Humongous. Yeah. From, uh, From Mad Max. Road Warrior. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's the, the Australian Jason. Jason. That's the Australian the original Jason. Jason. In Mantis and all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So enough about all that shit. I think we should uh, discuss what we came here to talk about today. Yeah, let's get yeah, it, buddy. And that is 1973's The Legend of Hilhus. Hilhus. Yeah. Legend of Hell House. And this was a Chad pick, by the way. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And may I say thank you for that, buddy? Yeah, my pleasure. Um, I, it was it was my first time seeing it. I always wanted to see it. I figured this would be a good opportunity to watch it. Nice. When like how long have you known about this? Just it's always been one of those ones in the bank. Yeah, it's 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 been kind of like stewing in my head for years. I've always wanted to watch this. Did somebody put you onto it, or did you find like? No, find, it's just one. This just one of those things where I'm you know I'll randomly look up you know scary movies I haven't seen. Nice, nice. All right, so let's jump into this shit. Directed by <laughs> John Hugh, written by Richard Matheson, produced by Albert Fennell and Norman T. Herman, starring Pamela Franklin as Florence Tanner. Roddy McDowell as Benjamin Franklin Fisher, Clive Revel as Dr. Lionel Barrett, Gail Honeycutt. I thought that said Honeycutt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure she had a Honeycutt as Miss Ann Barrett. Roland, Cul yeah, she was a spicy. She man. was, um, yeah. Roland Culver as Mr. Rudolph Douche. Douche, douche. Let me go douche. 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 We'll say douche. We'll say douche. douche. We'll say douche. Fuck it. Peter. Peter Bowles as Hansley. Hanley. Hansley. I'm going to go with Hansley, even though it's Hanley. Michael Goh as Emmerich Velasco, uncredited. Music by 
Delia? Delia. 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 Yeah. Delia Derbyshire and Brian Hodgson. Cinematography by Alan Hume. Edited by Jeffrey Foote. Distributed by 20th Century Fox. Released June 15th, 1973. Runtime of 95 Little Peoples. Budget? I couldn't uh-huh. find the budget. I could no not budget. find it. I looked so many places. But we found a gross. We did. A two and a half mil. million. All righty. So before I tell or ask our Dark Lord to say his line, I'm going to give a heads up and I apologize. For some reason, the videos will not upload the normal way. So we're going to do this a little bit of the getaway. But uh, Chad, if you could, sir. Roll that beautiful bean footage. make this house so evil murder vampirism cannibalism drug addiction alcoholism sadism mutilation how did it end if it had ended we would not be here tried to kill me it almost succeeded i don't accept this i do not accept this actually a pretty sweet trailer right it was actually i feel like they didn't have to they didn't even have to go that long but they did no, not at all not at all and it yeah, really could, didn't give much away yeah they could have cut that by 30 seconds and it would have still been enticing yeah. right the whole uh scene um with what's his name there in front of the fireplace when he's having his, <laughs> his little i don't know what that was heart attack <clears throat> i honestly thought he was i honestly thought he was gonna die of a stroke like i thought they were just gonna off him that way and say oh he had a stroke he's gone yeah, I agree. Chad, you're frozen on my side, and but you're, I hear your audio and everything, and you're green. He's Are moving we, on mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. So for me, it's just fucking up. That's Continue. weird. Oh, there you are. That was weird. I was gonna say you're full green, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. But yeah, dude, 
awesome pick though, bud. Yeah, it was it was really good. I, I I'm not really big on like 70s horror, you know. Uh, I mean, there of course I love all you know all horror movies, but I, I'm not really big on 70s horror. And this was a really good movie. Not something that I ever thought I would watch. This but was, it was really good. But it's early 70s. Yeah, it's yeah, totally this, different. Yeah, yeah. This predated The Exorcist by a year. So what, was Exorcist 74 or 75? It was 74. Uh, yes. 74. And then Texas yeah. Chainsaw was 75. So it was really before, you know, we got kind of that grindhousey era. Yeah. No, this was, was 76, wasn't it? Town of the Dreaded Sundown was 74. I thought Texas was 76. I can be you sure. Up. I'm pretty sure it's 75. Could, okay. No, no, no. I could be wrong. I'll, I could be wrong. I'm gonna look. I was thinking it was I was thinking it was the year before I was born. That's why. It's very possible. Uh, but yeah, this is still carrying over from like the uh the 60s psychedelic horror kind of yeah. spilling mm-hmm. over. And this is the end of the uh the Vietnam War era. So we had that kind of playing into this as well. But I, I don't believe there was a lot of haunted house kind of movies around at that time. Well, I mean, if you look like older, I mean there was like what was it, a uh, uh, a haunting? Didn't yeah, the haunting, the, thing, the house yeah. of haunted hill, but those, yeah. Were, yeah, those were fifties. But I mean, it, like I said, to watch one from that era, I mean, it was good. It was it was a damn good movie. It was, and the effects, the effects, I feel like, are so they're on par, and if not better than some shit that we get nowadays. Yeah. Yes. And some people might say it comes off as a little cheesy, and that could honestly just be the way it was filmed. Mm-hmm. everything now is filmed a lot closer more intense shaky shots um where this was just like this could have been like if you went to a disney haunted house and you walked in and all the shit was, yeah you know what i mean yeah. like, like i was getting mentioned. that that's exactly what i was thinking yeah. watching this too that's that's funny yeah. you mentioned that the disney haunted house was, yeah this had like a haunted house attraction feel to it more yeah. than just like well, the conjuring just the way <sighs> It was not only just the way stuff moved, but the, how they had it set up mm-hmm. because anybody who's worked in a haunted house or obviously enjoys them enough to you've been a lot. You see, you start to see a pattern, you know how to set it up because you, you could try setting up a different way. It won't work. You know what I mean? There's I think just there. even, even the house itself kind of evokes that whole Disney haunted it, mansion. It, feel. it does. Yep. Just cause it's so luxurious and over the mm-hmm. top and just like, it makes you feel like it's this is a fucking mansion, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And for only what four people really in the movie? I mean, there's a couple extras mm-hmm. for the main part. For like this movie was like, I wanted more. Yeah, this was very minimalist, and it was just yeah. the right amount of that. I right. mean, they were I only there for be longer. Like, I don't know why, but like, not that. It... Yeah, I mean, they were only there for what? Four was it? Four days? Three days total? throughout the movie, you know, and there was time jumps. So we could have essentially gotten more movie because of the time jumps That's that they had in the film. <laughs> oh, he's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snip, fucking snip. <laughs> Kills me. Duty there, folks. It is I, your DKB, back for another episode of Goremore. And this week, I'm here to talk to you about, well, let's face it, one of my new favorite horror films from the 70s, and that is The Legend of Hell House. Oh, sorry, baby. Stroke there. I thought I fucked it up. Now, I went in watching this film blindfolded for some weird reason. I was thinking we we're going to get zombies. Um, thank fuck you didn't this week. 
and we got to witness my favourite subgenre of the horror genre, uh, the gothic horror. Now, what I love about the gothic horror subgenre is that it's yes, you create this dark atmospheric uh, presence of the supernatural, and um, I love it how we go back to the the old days of like these. <laughs> huge uh, mansions and homesteads and with beautiful production design and uh, beautifully laced out characters in a very clever and witty script. I mean, the dialogue in this film is fucking fantastic and when each character is talking to each other, we believe, we feel for these characters. We believe that we're there, we're a fly on the wall watching them unfold and down this downward spiral. I love how his light, like, uh, yeah, it just flares up. And, so, like, he just yeah, gets that much clearer. I think and this like... film was fantastic. Um, whoever picked it this week may love you a long time. Oh, yeah! Daddy. Thanks, Brody. You get fuck all violence in this film, and that's okay. And I find with the gothic um, gothic horror su- uh, subgenre, um, you don't need that. You don't need that. I mean, look at the others. Look at the orphanage. Um, there's fuck all violence. It's just clever storytelling. I think the only one that really comes to my mind is uh, The Conjuring. You know, you could basically say, well, there you go. I reckon this film is inspired of a lot of films today, including The Conjuring. I could see a little bit of The Conjuring in the, uh, in the cinematography department. Oh, James Wan, I reckon he's pinched a few ideas out of this film and placed them in that. So, you know, um, the, the production design on this film was fan-fucking-tastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the storytelling towards the end was what really sold it for me. I really enjoyed the ending. Now, the ending, a lot of people are going to say that it just ended like that. I will admit I was one of them people that thought the same thing. However, I do like the way that it ended because once they explain a little bit of a twist to you, you sort of think about it while the end credits are rolling and you still got the visual of this house just laced out across the screen and you're like, it's actually triggering shit in my head that actually haunts me. Like it actually makes mm. me think and makes me conjure up this fear and paranoia of what's actually going to happen next. And I'm actually surprised that Netflix hasn't snaggled this film up and turned it into a um, TV series. Yep. Like, uh, well, Fuck like yeah. Hannigan's other good films, uh, shows. Maybe less The Haunting of Bly Manor and uh, The Haunting of Hill House. So... But, yeah, in saying that, I'm going to give it this week a Gormore score of a 4.1. I found this film so fucking – Damn. I enjoyed it. Wow. Fan-fucking-tastic film. And, yeah, I only wish I had seen this earlier in my life. But in saying that, this is your DKB signing out. I hope you have a great evening, and I will catch you next week, boys. Cheers. Wow! Yeah, wow! That's I, wow. I. I wasn't expecting him to enjoy it that much. I'm. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it was a good movie, though, dude. It was. Like, I, yeah. I okay. Coming in in 1973, I'm not gonna lie, and this might be being like a little <laughs> like I don't know whatever you want to call it. I always get a little weary on like the older we go because mm-hmm. you just don't know. Like you know what I mean? It's, like this yeah. Is, it's uh, that's definitely tiptoeing out of what I'm like my comfort zone. I would say <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. Like it just seemed like such a random. I've I've never heard of this. I will fully admit. So, never. and 
if it wasn't for you, Chad, I would have never watched it. So, like I said, thank you, because it's a great haunted house movie. What I love is the title alone just catches you as the legend of Hell House. You know, that sounds great. And it absolutely delivers on everything that it promised too. my only thing. And I was thinking of the, thinking of this earlier is the whole. OK, so let's go to the whole dinner scene where, mm-hmm. you know, shit just starts going all south. You know, the table's shaking. Everything's breaking. There's fire came out of the fireplace. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, man, I could really I really wish there was more of that in the film. But looking back, I'm like, no, because if there was more of that in the film, it wouldn't have been as an enjoyable experience. It would have been too theatrical. This is more yeah. subtle. This is, you know, seeing something out of the corner of your eye horror that really resonates and just gets deep into your head. Yep. And, and that's that's what oh. I like that about it, because doing that, I do kind of what was in this film. Mm-hmm the the minimal approach it's more realistic it gave me chills watching this film because i have witnessed things flying off of a shelf i have witnessed things moving i've seen things out the corner of my eye. i've never seen a fireplace you know shoot fire at me which i hope that was still i do fucking awesome fingers crossed you know but <laughs> but no dude this, i don't want to see you get hurt stop that. Oh, i no. won't get hurt i got i got them them fast reflexes away but no i mean it's being you know on, on that aspect of it i loved it because it was more realistic than the Hollywood films that we get today. But I did like, like Brody said, I did get a conjuring feel to it. I like, I could have seen this being mm. a film in that franchise. You know what I mean? Like oh, if they easily. were easily, easily put into that franchise. It was a great movie. Great. You know, what's going to be funny is cause uh, was it the third one just dropped on HBO? The, the watched it twice. You watched it twice. I watched it twice already. Okay. Well then, I'm just going to straight up ask you without trying to give away any spoilers or anything in the new movie, obviously. Um, how would you inc- compare it to this movie? Like granted, that's a third in the series. This is the first one. The, well, I mean, or really can, the maybe, only thing that really the only thing that even can compare in them both is that they have paranormal investigators in them. Fair enough. Um, because the new movie is more of a supernatural crime mm. than anything. It's more of like a supernatural crime drama than it is a horror so movie like the first two. It's uh, completely it's different. There. It's completely different. No, I mean, it sticks on the supernatural side. Um, it's not like well, it that too, but I'm just saying like, that was like the crime drama shit. That yeah, wasn't it, a bad, not a bad thing, but. Well, yeah, but Emily Rose, you know, they they went and, you know, they would give you the supernatural and then the the logical. This right. is, you know, it's still all on the supernatural. You know, it's it's it follows Ed and Lorraine trying to figure out the shit that's going on, which was great. Um, I enjoyed it because it was more of the investigative side. Like I said, um, I yeah. enjoyed it. It's not the best. Don't go in expecting Conjuring 1 or Conjuring 2. Um it, it, and the, the end, the end, the end credits, when the credits start rolling, that gave me the chills more than the whole fucking movie. Yeah. It because they actually play the exorcism, the actual tape, the oh. audio tape from the actual exorcism of um, I forget the boy's name, um, but they, they play that the actual tape from his exorcism that Ed and Lorraine did. Oh. And dude. That right there gave me chills. Now, let me tell you why it gave me chills. You exercised a demon from this kid. 
you're playing this for mass audiences. Do you know what fucking potential portal you could open with this shit? Like instantly when I heard that, I, I was like, oh, fuck, fuck that. Like that was the scariest thing to me about that fucking movie. Watch it. It's fucking insane. It's insane. Nice. Will do. Nice. Yeah. I'll put that on my Scuba Steve's recommendation list. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, let's go back to fucking Hell House, dude. Yes. Hell House. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Is there anything? I mean, there, I feel like there's a lot to discuss that we haven't really. Oh, you know what? I got to do it just because my wife said in the chat. But can we talk about the ghost sex? Oh, yes. yes. We can talk about that. What? There's actually. The what? book that this was based on actually had a lot more of this. It was more gratuitous. I'm assuming. It was. This was toned down for a PG rating. And got to remember, yeah. 1973 PG. Like back, you had PG and R and X. That was it. Right, right, there was right. no PG 13, nothing. So. Which. Can we? That's this is our second PG film on this podcast, I believe. Well, yeah, I didn't even realize it was PG. I was hoping for a titty. I was disappointed I didn't get a titty. You can't. I mean, you, it could have been you, there. It could have easily been there. Easily been there. There, there are PG movies with titties. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ah, yeah. Howard the Duck. No, duck titties. <laughs> duck titties, yes. Anytime we can bring up duck titties on the show, it's going to fucking happen. Duck titties um, and Bigfoot dick. Oh, right. Ugh, smells like fucking. God damn it, I'm making that shirt. That's going to be a shirt. Duck titties <laughs> and Bigfoot dick. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. But no, so the that was a whole very like weird, uncomfortable scene because like it wasn't really like a rape scene because she kind of like well, she allowed, allowed it to happen. It? Right. Yeah, she allowed it to happen. She was very uncomfortable with it, but she was like, yeah, okay. But it was like Ray. It, it was like Ray and Ghostbusters. Yeah, but I don't think Ray was not. Read, read the as, Tobin Spirit Guide. Read the Tobin Spirit Guide. I know. I know. But it's in the book. I got the book. <laughs> I got the book right there. And it says in the Tobin Spirit Guide, he kept going back to that location for some for more and more well, yeah, investigations. So, uh-huh. hey, I mean, speaking, speaking of that scene, whatever happened, I know they found that scene that was cut from the film and they were what? going to release it in some form, but they never have yet. What? The, the full. Yeah, the full the full version of it where they're they're in the full Civil War gear. Huh. I don't know. Wait, are you talking about wait, the Civil War gear? You're not talking about when they played the bums and stuff too, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about that whole scene with the ghost. It was it wasn't originally supposed to be, you know, the the dream sequence. It actually happened. What the the like a Civil War battlefield or something. Yeah. I I don't remember exactly that, but there is a full story to it. You know, I know the right people to ask on that, and I could get back to you on that. Yes, get back um, to us. Because when I read that in honestly, the Toby I don't that, I laughed my ass off. I laughed my because you know it, I got the. It was great. I still haven't read that. I, I it's sitting on my shelf yet. Read it. It's good. It's a good read. <laughs> awesome. So, okay, so we got ghost sex. We got. Okay, can we t- can we talk for a second just how unintentionally hilarious the cat attacks yeah, oh, was? God damn it! Well, that yeah, <sighs> I mean, that was I was going to bring this up in later things, but yeah, me too. Talk about it yeah, now, okay. we can bring it up again. Yeah, um, we got it. We got it. That okay. First and foremost, this is our second hilarious cat fight on this podcast. <laughs> what was and the first one? Cat dead. Details later. 
Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I was even thinking that watching that too. Yeah, dude. How could you not? But that was way after the fact. So you almost kind of wonder if whoever, uh, what's his name, directing Reanimator was like, yo, that shit was hilarious. You know what? This scene actually kind of this scene actually makes me think of the scene of Ben Ben Stiller fighting the dog, and there's something about Mary. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Comical like that. Yeah, because it wasn't scary. You know, no, they tried it was to not make scary. scary, but I laughed. I was laughing. I was like, "What the fuck, dude? This is some mean pussy right here." Like, right. this is this is like Salem from Sabrina, Teenage Wits, dude. Just like. But he found some fucking cocaine what in the was, alley. And was the cat? <laughs> was he possessed by the 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 ghost possessed the cat, or was it just a fucking? That's what ghost? that's what they that's what yeah, they said. Yeah, the ghost possessed the cat and used it as a weapon, <laughs> and then killed it. Apparently, yeah. Like, well, yeah, but then he yeah. was chilling at the end. But then he was chilling at the end. Right. When they closed the gate. Unless he was, was back alive. Right. He was. Yep. Oh, what if the cat was the ghost? Cat ghost. The cat dead time. details later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, ghost cat. He is a ghost cat, Brody. You are. Yeah. Yeah. I was at East Church. But ghost pussy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my oh, God. Oh, oh, God. You just mentioned that. That just reminded me. Uh, just going back, I forgot to mention this during my uh, slice of life. But so the other day, we're listening to music at work i had you know playing spotify for the room and hello mary lou came on and Ooh. sure enough the song's playing and lights are flickering so she's still out there making her presence dude, known I'm, wow there's some fucking juju on that shit dude there is wow. I'm, I, I'm telling you I, I play that song one more time it's going to conjure her like the driller killer in slumber party massacre 2 dude that movie fucked me up when i was a kid when i watched it and i'm really pissed that i missed that episode but that movie like fucked with me so much when i was a kid prom night too really yes dude yes that that i like it scarred me i I don't i don't know why because i watch it now and i'm like that's not that bad but when i was a kid and i watched it dude she scared the living fuck out of me like i can see i can see why horribly yeah when she comes out and she's still like she's got those big eyes and she's like oh oh yeah Mm -mm. right I, i can see that being nightmarish (laughs) <laughs> horrible, horrible. Oh, anyways, for the for the audio only listeners, yeah, he yeah. says, Please. "I hate cats. I would have dropped that, drop kicked that. See you next Tuesday out the mansion windows." Uh, <laughs> this, I mean, okay, so we got great effects. I mean, amazing cat fight scene, which was just hilarious and. Possibly one of the best things in cinema ever that we've Dude, watched. that cat was going all full on ninja on that. Dude, he too. fucked her up, though. He did. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, he, she she didn't even fucking, like, try to def- I mean, she tried to defend herself. But there was so much shit in that room she could have picked up and just fucking <laughs> beat the fuck out dude, of that cat with. Yeah, but and, think about how that would change the vibe completely. Well, I know, but like, come the f- I mean, like if she on. just straight up Jack Black and, like, grabbed and then fucking booted the thing off a of brick. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> love this i love um, slam that motherfucker in the wall or some dude, shit i was thinking she would have grabbed the light like just yeah. grab the light just been like baseball bat it like well did it she, she hit it with something she grabbed something and she hit it? with it and then she threw it and yeah, i was like why the true. fuck would you throw it like mm-hmm. you had it in your hand it fucking beat the fuck out of that yeah cat. right just beat the shit out of it um but if it's a ghost cat you know good luck with it yeah it is that. now that's true anybody that goes back is fucked which, if it 
if memory uh, serves me right, is it every 20 years it seems like somebody goes and investigates this house? Is that what it was like? Mm, I don't remember how many years they said, but I know they said there was two other teams. Because I feel something. like the two yeah. gaps were, I feel like the gaps themselves were 20 years apart because like, the murders happened that, in like 29 that, or something. That would sound that would sound to be right because Fisher was like a young guy when they when he survived it. Right. Cause that that well, okay, so we're 73. So I think they said 57, so it would have almost been. And then I think he said the actual original incident happened in the 30s or the 20s, maybe. Yeah, it was close, I guess. I want to say like 29 is what they said initially. Okay. So it wasn't exactly 20. You know, it was it was 29. And let me tell you why I remember it's 29, because yeah. they said they said it's 1929. And I thought to myself, oh, that, that's when my grandma was born. So I do. Oh. It was 29. It was 29. And they said the house was made in 1919. Yeah. Yeah. Which that seems. Fairly new for a house like that. Yeah. Thank you for like and we're talking 73. So obviously you got to put yourself in that time. But 1919, it's like that yeah, house is barely 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, which is crazy. Yeah, but you, you got to think, too. It, it's about the it's, it's about the massacre. Exactly. Um, about what right. occurred there and, and the the what was uh, it, 29 victims. Was I don't remember what he said. 29 kills the, was the first one. Um, no, I'm remember. pretty sure it was something like that. Like it was a lot. Yeah, I don't remember. Which but it, it, you know, a, a lot of it had to do with that that um that altar room that was in there. You know where Ooh. where they had his his the chapel. Uh, corpse. Yeah. You know. Which oh, by the way, twist, I, wanna, I I loved that twist. I I did see that coming as soon as he's mentioned the walls. I'm like, oh, the walls have got to be lead. Yeah, I was like, okay, Superman. Yeah, right. That's what I thought at first. I was like, Superman can't even see in here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when he said, these He's so walls, diabolical. These walls are lit. Uh, he was a genius. He, I was like, really? He was a genius because he made fucking lead walls? Like, come on. I mean, and, was, you know, the one thing that did young me, mediums, mediums. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You know, the one thing that did irk me about this movie was the overuse of the fog machine. Like, that was like, it was just way too much for me i think like at the beginning when they're walking into the house and it's just like way too i, it's, I know it's supposed to be foggy out there but well, wait, where are they they're in they're england London, right? they're in england they're in england See, i just kind of took it as that because i'm like it's always gray and always like that's just i don't know <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know if it snows over there does it snow over there not as much like as it does rains. here. I feel like it's like it's Seattle. Like it just rains all the time. Oh, yeah, okay. I think that's kind of what it is. Okay, because I figured Christmas time, you know what I mean? And I can't say, oh, it snows everywhere Christmas time because I mean, fuck, it's summer 24-7 here. But I just, I don't, I don't, I didn't know if it snowed over there or not. But with it being, you know, Christmas time during yeah, this how movie. About, how about that, that they, it takes place around Christmas time. It ends on Christmas Eve. And Christmas yeah. is never even mentioned. Yeah, they never even mention it at all. It was a weird. Like, oh, I'll, I'll pick you up on the 24th. Like, that'd be Christmas Eve. Yeah. I was expecting it to kind of go into that more like religious tone of Jesus, maybe, and stuff like that. But it, it honestly didn't. It had it a little bit in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, obviously with the medium and shit. But I don't know. It was, once again, dude. Fantastic pick. I can't yeah, say it enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely, I'll definitely watch this again. So let De me ask yeah. you, how much did you find behind, for Behind the Curtain? 
Well, I did find a good bit. And by the way, um, this is based on a book by Richard Matheson, who also wrote I Am Legend. Oh, Oh, fucking nice. Yeah. Hey, FYI, we didn't even give the plot rundown to the move uh, for the movie. (gasps) You want? Oh my god, no, we didn't. We We just fucking skipped it like completely. Wow. Okay, so uh, so let's backtrack a little bit. Okay, (laughs) plot rundown. We did this on Fatality too. That's that's my bad. (laughs) You know what? It's it's just we have this we have this great dynamic going. We got three amigos here. We got this. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Okay, so it sits here shrouded in mist and mystery, a nesting place for living evil and terror from the dead. It's Hell House. Roddy McDowell heads the cast of this exciting chiller about four psychic investigators, technically only two psychic investigators, uh, and the dark brooding mansion they call the Mount Everest of haunted houses. It's already destroyed one team of researchers. Now this brave quartet ventures in for another try at unraveling its secrets. But before they succeed, they must suffer through madness, murder, and everything else that the spirits who dwell here have in store for them. Yet learning that the truth just might drive them all insane. This. Yeah. So that everything else is what we already talked about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're now you're up to speed. You're up to speed with what we're talking about. <laughs> nice call, Scoops. Good call on that. That is. We're that's funny. So so, to, we were so eager to talk about this bitch. We just were like, no, we're some peppy little spit fucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Writer Richard Matheson toned down the graphic violence and more intense sexual scenes of his novel to give the screenplay for the film a more brooding atmosphere. So instead of gothic horror, it could have been uh, kinky horror, like Hellraiser shit. I mean, it was kind of getting there. It, it yeah, was a little bit, dude. I, and that's why I said I was like really disappointed I didn't get to see a titty because when she took her, I was like, come on, come on, camera, a little bit lower. Let me see them because she's <laughs> she's the hottest one here. Let's you see it. Couldn't. She was definitely selling that table scene. I got to say that for sure. Like, it's like, all right, this chick's down for orgies. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, she was. (laughs) She was. She flat out said it. Yeah. The biting. (laughs) I love that they had that in the trailer, dude. I was like, yeah, (laughs) just in case you need it again. But. Oh, my okay. Goodness. The original novel was set in New England with an American team of psychic investigators. The storyline was changed to fit the movie's production in England with British actors playing the investigators. Nice. I feel like I liked it the way it is. Like, I don't know how it would have been the other way around. Could have been good still. I kind of want to read the book now. Right? I don't. I don't really know that the if it was they changed the setting, it would have made it really that different. Because the well, movie's about the, the house. Setting, it's it, right. It's not the setting. It's the people, though. But like, yeah, it's the house and the they, people. If they make him American, like I don't know, like how much does it change? Like I don't know. I, I think well, the accents had a lot to do with it being creepy for me. You know what I mean? Be, Just I, for me, like I said, anytime any I hear like stories or or something about like overseas or anything like that it always scares me more for some reason just because their history is a lot older than what we have here in the states no i know so for me it's just like a deeper rooted evil that could have been there as opposed to what was here okay so there might not have been as effective yeah with our main investigator he's got that like you know deep kind of just is he british i guess yeah yeah British accent, and I don't know the whole like church scene with him coming in and talking to that other random dude who just told him about the job. Like I don't know, man. That shit just—I don't think it would have worked the same way. Like him meeting up with an American dude. 
that's that's another thing he's sitting there saying he's going to give him a hundred thousand pounds i'm thinking to myself is that a lot of money i how much is a hundred thousand pounds i thought the same thing i wonder we should i should look up that ratio but a hundred thousand pounds remember you yeah so that could be like 2.5 million for all we know yeah (laughs) i'll give you 50 cents (laughs) i'd do it for free yeah. Nah, no, I wouldn't do it for free. That's a <laughs> that's a pretty fucked up house. Okay. Uh, while you're looking at uh, Richard, Richard Matheson originally wanted Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor to star in the film. Ooh. Yeah, 1973, I see, Elizabeth I, Taylor. I don't think that would have been as scary, though. I, I don't know. I just... I don't see Liz Taylor being that kind of, like, actress to do something like that. You know what I mean? Like this style of movie. I mean, I'm sure she could have pulled it off, but. Well, it, it just said that's who Richard Matheson had in mind. He was just a yeah. writer. He didn't, he yeah. doesn't have a, any really say in it. Like, yeah. you know, that's just basically who he envisioned when he was yeah. writing it. Yeah. I mean, Richard Burton might've been good, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I could have seen Liz Taylor in this. No. Okay, the unsettling tales of Emmerich Belasco's acts of debauchery and evil at Hell House were loosely based on stories involving occultist Alistair Crowley. I got that. Like when they were yeah, talking about it, I could me. get that. Yeah. Yep. I made the connection very quickly. You still looking for that, Johnny? Yeah, I'm not finding it. Fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to make me do math, and I'm not doing math. Fuck that. We're here to talk about I already graduated. I don't need to do math. Yeah, Fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> the old books that Ann Barrett sees lined up in the cabinet are titled from left to right, Obsessive Acts and Religious Practices by Sigmund Freud, The mm. Worship of Priapus by Richard Payne Knight, The Psychology of Sex by H.H. H. Ellis, Sin and Sex, Conation Volition, Sex and Celibacy by T. Long, The Anatomy of Abuses by Philip Stubbs, yeah. Phallic worship and autoerotic phenomena in adolescence by K. Menzies. Which that's oh. the one she went for right away. That was. was. Yeah. yeah. Autoerotic. I didn't know if we were going to find a, like an asphyxiation scene, dude. Like I figured like maybe that was where it was going when I kind of saw that book. I was, but, I was waiting for that too, actually. I was, I was like, surprised oh, dude, like, she's going to go like, she's going to get so horned up. She's going to kill herself on a doorknob. Like it's just going to happen. Yeah. Hey, that could be in the book. We don't know. I really want to look for this book now, I feel. Well, yeah, I think so, too. I, I almost want to see a more direct adaptation of it, too. Keep yeah. the setting in England. It would have, to be, all it would have to be a, definitely an R, though, obviously. Oh, yeah. For, Give me a titty. I need a titty. I, but you said the ghost Ooh. sex stuff was more intense. So I wonder, like, what are we talking here? Like, probably, probably what it was. I mean, and I'm just assuming because they didn't really show a lot at first, you know, when she's first in the bed and mm-hmm. she tells it no, you know, because she does before she says, okay, let's do it. She, she kind of fights it off. Maybe it was more forceful. You know what I mean? It was it's more of possible. like, a, yeah, like more like, be, like, like the, the entity. entity. Yes. Yeah. Like the entity. Wait, which one is? Is that the one where the chick is like in the hall and they catch her on the security camera? Getting, no, she gets she gets no. raped by ghosts. It, it happened here in Texas. It's like a like a very well known. Yeah, but it, that's the one where it's like the girl is like it's in a hallway and it's on a security camera and they like think she's crazy, but like that's actually like her getting. That might be a totally different uh, movie. I don't remember. That, I haven't seen might, it in a while. Uh, 
Wait, I think I know what he mean. There was a scene where they did. Uh, it was like in a, it was like I the just, sleep study was, or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the they sleep were, study. Yeah, they were doing like a sleep study and like the ghost, like. Yeah, it was like I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, that's what you mean. yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's been a minute, so but I was I, gonna say I forgot I mentioned that. Watched that movie until you brought it up, and I was like, "Oh wow, that was in the bank." And by but, the way, uh, the last line of that movie would make Brody proud. You definitely when she walks into the house and it, the the demon robot just says, "Welcome home, cunt." Yeah, and then it ends. Home, <laughs> <laughs> but if, oh. if if Scuba Steve ever gets a pick, that's that's Scuba Steve's pick. <laughs> the entity, the entity, the entity. That's Scuba Steve's one pick. All right, that's 2022, baby. Yeah, buddy. You never know. We may need an alternate title this year. There that's you go. very true. There's, there's always, always ones that you can't find. It's, it's, it's definitely happened. What else okay. we got, brother? Early in the film, in her and her husband's bedroom, Anne Barrett is seen holding the novel Sentimental Education by 19th century French author Gustave Flaubert. The novel was no doubt deliberately chosen for her to hold by the filmmakers since much of the film and the novel is about passion, sex, and desire, making it fit in well with the highly sexualized and erotic nature of much of the film. It also foreshadows her later scenes and hints at her repressed sexuality. Mm. Sounds delicious. So she went from <laughs> the, the good girl to the bad girl. Right. The fucking Brody. <laughs> I just saw what he said. He is that demon. <laughs> Brody Kane is the entity. Welcome home, cunt. Well, then that just changes the whole dynamic of the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Nice. Okay, while the film was released in the US with a PG rating, in the UK, it curiously received an X rating at first. Oh, shit. For what? They're very repressed over there. This was, I mean, this was pre-nasties, right? Nasties yeah. Nasties 80s. Yeah. I, hmm. Miserable motherfuckers. <laughs> During the heyday of VHS, this film was considered highly collectible. I feel like it still would be. I wonder if I could find it on eBay. Have you, do, have you guys by chance seen the poster for it? The movie poster? The one mm. that's... With the, with the big skull over the, the house. Big skull, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's fucking pretty, cool. It that would be nice to find, dude. I'm sure you can find it. Oh yeah, yeah. Then they uh, came out with that bullshit cover that's on probably what we all well, maybe some of us watched it on, but it was like that bullshit like blue and black cover. Yeah, yeah, that was crap. That looks like when it's like re-released on a Walmart DVD for like five bucks. And here you go, <laughs> it's in the five dollar bin. Yeah. Okay, despite the main characters being British, in real life, uh, Roddy McDowell was the only cast member to have been born in Britain. Clive Revel was from New Zealand. Pamela Franklin was born in Japan. And Gail Hunt hailed from America. Oh, nice. All right. I had yeah. no idea. New Zealand, huh? Yeah. He was a Kiwi. Yeah. Fucking A. What else we got, bud? Whereas the style of the Belasco house in the novel was similar to 20s America, the style shown in the movie had a more gothic look. And okay. it was a very good look. Yes, it was. The plot of both this film and the book in which it is based, both written by Richard Matheson, have shared have several details shared in common with Shirley Jackson's 1959 novel, The Haunting of Hill House, and subsequent movie adaption, The Haunting, in which a party of four, some psychic, some skeptical, some British, some Americans, stay in an extremely haunted gothic mansion house with a terrible history for the purposes of scientific study, and all are plagued by unseen terrors. It is to both 
both of these films credit that they only partially resemble each other. So they're two separate things that just kind of play on the same theme. Well, every time you say haunting, all I can think of is uh, fucking Owen Wilson getting eaten by that weird, like, lion ticking thing. No? I don't see it in a long time. That was in the remake one, but... That, yeah, I hated the remake so oh, much. Oh, it was terrible. It was fucking god-awful. If we ever reviewed that thing, it would get like a point two. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I saw that on a Saturday afternoon for like two bucks at a local theater, and I'm like, I don't think I got my money's worth out of this. <laughs> Somebody, I think I used to have it on VHS or something because it was like I might have it on DVD, like unopened. I've never. It opened was bad. It. Like Catherine Zeta Jones was terrible in it. Like, yeah, the house itself was really cool, but the rest oh, of the movie, yeah. was, the movie itself yeah. was horrible. Like, the main chick, she was awful in it. Like it's just Liam Neeson was good. But he's just Liam Neeson, you know what I mean? Like, and the CGI was just straight yeah, up '99 was, CGI. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> okay, last bit, last bit here. So, when Doctor Barrett meets his demise towards the end of the film, most video releases, including the one we watched, uh, depict one of his instruments exploding. Then, cut to the scene in which Mister Fisher and Mrs. Barrett return to the lab and find his dead body under a fallen chandelier. However, in at least one edited for television version, the scene continues as Dr. Barrett recoils from the explosion, then begins staggering through his laboratory as a supernatural wind picks up and his instruments are exploding around him. He then stumbles to the ground and the chandelier falls on his head. Ah, okay. So that would have been cool to see because the way it played out in the version we watched, it just, it was, they cut too much, you know, and I understand the off scene kill. But mm-hmm. it it just did. I mean, with that one explosion, it just didn't really set up his death because I thought, OK, it exploded. No. He could have ran out the room, something, you know, gone to find mm-hmm. the other two and, you know, gone from there. But that makes more sense. What was that that exploded? Was it like a radio or an EMF or something? What the fuck? It, it looked like a it looked like a really early like EMF reader. OK, that's, that's, what I was that's the impression I got, too, because yeah. it had the dials and everything. Yeah, dude, but just it's, the it's, shrapnel in his face like that's, that's just ah, like. But yeah, why, like, I don't know. You get him from like that where he's still like, no, he's still good. He's just yeah. hurt. Yeah, he's just hurt. Oh, no, and then, nope, nope, he's fucking sliced and diced. Nope, and nope, he's dead. <laughs> you're like, and it looked like such an awesome kill. You're like, wait a minute. No. How did that? No. Nah. <laughs> yeah because he was fucked up like he wasn't that wasn't just a little bit like he, no, he was, was mutilated yeah all right yeah so we kind of got robbed of a little bit there yeah. yeah you know but once again pg so yeah true that what so do you remember the other pg movie that we've reviewed by chance no tourist trap Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Was PG. Yeah. yeah, it's PG, and that probably has to be the hardest PG movie I have ever fucking seen. Still, to <laughs> but go back and check that episode out. That was a long time ago. Uh, go back and check all of our old, old episodes out. Fuck it's, yeah, it's, dude. it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. They are all up over at projectlouder.net. Thanks. Oh, dude. thank you. Boom. Where we along with my show, somewhat supernatural. You can catch yeah. all of our episodes there. Boom, boom. Absolutely. On, uh, what are you on, 12 now? Uh, yeah, this Friday will be episode 12. Nice. And yeah. I think I switched my uh, my my subject for this episode. 
I was going to do werewolves. I was going to do werewolves, follow up with the vampires, you know, do the werewolves, historic werewolves. But I think I'm going to go with uh, uh, something that, you know, is out right now. I'm going to talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. All right. Excellent. Nice. Nice. So tune in for Werewolves can always come back in into the circle. Always. Yeah. Touch on what's hot right now. It's a good idea. Very nice, dude. Very nice. So any more uh, notes there, Mr. That is all I got, my friend. Oh, man. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a little light on big questions because I feel like we talked about a lot of them. Uh, One was the cat, which I kind of assumed it was possessed by the thing because I thought that's what they actually said at some point, but I couldn't remember. I need to rewatch this, dude. I need to watch this with better surround sound because, like, I had a fan and AC going, so it was kind of like. So I had subtitles going, and if anybody out there is listening to this and you haven't watched yet, and you go watch it, the subtitles, at least where I watched it, they weren't exact all the time. So what they were saying versus what you're reading, you were just like, "Wait, what?" No, they didn't. Definitely didn't say that. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited to give it a rewatch. But unless you guys had any questions, I mean, I, I didn't have any scoobs. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I didn't really have any questions. Um, I know this comes uh, a little late and I apologize. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's good. It's good, man. I mean, but we did really talk about, you know, before, you know, we jumped the gun earlier talking about the stuff, but I mean, we pretty much covered, you know, any, any really real questions that we could have had other than, other than how because they really didn't touch on exactly what occurred to the previous team. You know what I mean? So that that could always be a prequel. And I would love to see that. I would love to see what happened to the previous team. And we know that that what's his name escapes at the end. So that would just be a very dramatic escape. Like when you finally get to that scene, because that's the one that we all know Mm -hmm. going in. Yeah, Yeah. I'm totally. That would make a fantastic movie. And you know what? So you start it. Whenever like the first shit went with the actual massacre. Yeah. You start it with the massacre. Open up and you that. start it. You start it like the beginning of ghost ship. Cause that yeah. is one of the yeah. most yes. awesome fucking intros to a fucking movie ever. Right. Which Regardless I believe we're watching in about. August. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe you are correct on that, sir. August 16th, actually. Um, yeah, dude. I, give us the massacre. I think it said like 29 people. I'm gonna have to rewatch it just through. Brody, you watched it twice already. Tell me how many times they massacred. Uh, how many people you massacred in the original massacre? Because I think it was like what there was eight investigators on the in the fifties investigation. They said, so, and it'd be real fucking easy to do. Like it, especially if you went with minimal effects the way they did with this one, and just do all you know uh, effects the way that the old movie was. It's still it would still be scary. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely absolutely it would but give us the r yeah but give us that r R. yeah don't go pg-13 go r yeah you know what i mean i feel like this was heavier than some pg-13 movies that you would get now oh yeah i think you're right i think you're right yeah yeah 70s pg is a way different vibe and 80s pg for that matter yeah way different vibe than even like pg-13s nowadays like pg-13s you could shoot up motherfuckers day and night but you're not gonna have ghost rape scenes yeah. <laughs> uh, that just came with the times <laughs> yeah times but, they are changing yeah right but if we don't have any uh big questions i guess we hit on to the uh 
the big old Chad Daddy questions. Yeah, buddy. So what format did you watch it and how was the quality? Scoops? I Amazon Primed it and it was mwah. same. Same. Well, that was an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> I figured Chad did definitely because when he was nodding with the uh the subtitle remark. <laughs> just like, yeah. But yeah, that's funny because it's one of those times where it might have been better to turn on like closed captioning instead of subtitles. Because closed captioning actually follows what they're saying versus Ooh. what the subtitles are programmed Never in. Think about that. Hmm. I actually honestly thought it was kind of one and the same. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I might be stupid on that. <laughs> huh. I'll have to check that out, dude. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Moving on. Douche of the movie. Dr. Oh, Barrett. Have, yeah. Or, yeah. Dr. Barrett was kind of douchey. He kind of was. Yeah. yeah. He was because he wouldn't even listen to her a little bit. And when I say her, I mean Florence. Like yeah. he just fucking. And she called him straight out on it, too, which I loved. Like. I don't know. He has to. He has to take it because who else would you give it to? I mean, the one guy, he's already like traumatized from the first one. So you're I mean, going to give it to the ghost. The yeah, ghost that's what I was thinking. Because he was kind of a douche when he was alive. Yeah. Yeah. He's the he ultimate douche. douche. He's like, I guess you could. You know what? You could because he was such a douche and he loved being such a douche that he wanted to do it in death at, Dude, as well. He was, yeah, he, he was such a douche that he chopped off his legs because he was so short. He wanted to be taller. Ooh, he was a question He was, he was such a douche. He was five, five, five foot. foot or not. No, he says he, you weren't even five foot. That's what right. he said. So he had to be so, under five feet. So that's what, when I was watching. I was like, so he's a pissed off ghost dwarf. Napoleon syndrome ghost. OK, here's how much of a douche he was. He was so much of a douche. He lied about being multiple ghosts. Oh, OK. We're giving it to, to Belasco. You know what? That is a good point a right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's some Scooby-Doo shit right there. It was the same guy the whole time. Yeah. What? And I would have got away with it, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't find my lead room. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, the ghost. All right, the ghost. I changed yeah. mine to the ghost. Yeah, that's a, you know what? Okay. You sold me on that. I'm going to have to All go. All right, so, uh, so favorite kill, of which we only saw two. <sighs> Technically, we only saw one. The Falling Cross for me because yeah. I got to see it. Although it was very cheesy, you still got to see it. You know, right? She was writing in her, or she was writing out the B in her blood and everything like that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to agree, dude. I mean, we only got two, and the one was a. <laughs> you know I mean, the one was a. Hey, look what happened. Okay, this is just an example of how a good horror movie can be without being bloody, without having a high body yeah. count. No, nope. and it this does is good cerebral horror. Yep. Which listen, we and we the three of us all enjoy our not I wanna I don't want to say body horror, like because not to the extent of like some movies, but you know what I mean. We like, love we love body counts. We love our goal. Oh, yeah. We love a high body yeah. count. Yeah. yeah. But no, you're right. You can have a really good scary movie without any terrible overly the top over the top kind of shit yeah this had a lot of substance to it it did man everybody brought and it this, home nice and this is this is something that's nice you know to take a little break away from the the blood and gore and everything you, you watch something like this it's a little more almost a little more classy i guess you could say yeah Ooh, brody's question how did mcdowell's character survive the first wave see this is why we need a prequel 
so we know. Yeah, because it just says he escaped. It didn't say like exactly what occurred. Which, okay, can we side note? It's not like super side note, but it's on that topic. Did, were you guys getting the vibe that he could have actually been the serial killer in the yes, beginning? Yes, exactly. I thought yeah, I maybe he was giving that vibe hard, dude. I thought mm-hmm. maybe he was possessed or he was the Ooh, see, yes, son. That too. Or that he was the son of, because they said, oh, they didn't even know if the son, what was, I forget the son's name. She kept saying it over and over again, and it fucking pissed me off that she kept saying his first name and last name. Uh, I honestly don't even remember, and they only, they said it like fifty fucking times. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I, I, I thought I, was, I thought it started with a D, but I can't remember what it was. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Belasco. So I thought maybe he could have been Daniel Belasco, and that he was playing victim to go back because they needed mm-hmm. to do some kind of ritual for to you know f- to favor his dad or what what the fuck ever. But I thought that maybe he could have been that character, and because he had kind of like that and telepathic power that he had he was doing everything and controlling everything and made he made the shit happen at the dinner table that's what i thought was going on at first so So it's kind of a red herring then yeah he was well i I might be fucking up what is it when you is it telekinetic when you can move stuff with your mind yeah telekinesis so that's what he was right he was a telekinetic he was he he had telekinesis or no. Well, he said that he was a physical medium. The physical, yeah, they yeah, didn't really, they didn't really go into exact details yeah, to what a physical a, medium is. I don't, but I that's what I took from it when when they said physical, like that's what I took. Right, like you can move it. stuff with your mind. Yeah, that's why she kept calling him out because she was like, "Oh, he's using you to like do all this shit." <laughs> but it, What's that? Ladies and gentlemen, the doppelganger Kangabagger, Mr. Brody Kane, just realized oh. today that Roddy McDowell was in Fright Night. Yeah. What a badass. One movie. of the main characters yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised we haven't done that one yet. I love that movie. I mean, we had vampires that not long ago. Too. Um, never know. Could. Where the hell were we, gentlemen? Uh, we are. On, we're we're just on best scene. We were just talking about the kills and everything. So, oh yeah, we're we best, scene now. <laughs> <laughs> best scene. Cat, cat. That's what I wrote down. Cat, killer Ooh. cat. I was gonna go with dinner scene, but you guys might be swaying me towards the cat scene. Uh, dinner scene is great. I yeah, love the motherfucker almost scene. gets stabbed by like a whole tray of yeah. Di- dinner scene was cool. Like that whole you know with everything and the way that they pulled it off was great. You can't go wrong with the killer the cat. cat scene. Is like, the cat is just like how the cat scene in fucking reanimate. I got to give it to the cat scene because we talked for it for like five minutes. We talked about it's the whole so cat scene. fucking over. Yeah, the I got to go to the cat scene. Then, yep. Don't even want to watch this movie. Watch this movie for that fucking scene. I'm yeah. sure it's on YouTube. It's but very, uh, it's very the Bruce Campbell versus his hand. Oh, dude. Yes. Yes. It's not as good, but. It's it's there. It's there. Ooh, speaking of Bruce Campbell. So you know how I'm going to a movie thing where he's supposed to come up uh, or he's going to be there or whatever. And if we mm-hmm. don't. Whatever. So they were supposed to show some second movie. I've never heard of it or whatever. They scratched that. So now they're doing Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2. Oh, night, you know? fuck. <gasps> fuck Perfect. Yeah! That Just is made this awesome. Whole a thousand times better, dude. Fuck Perfect. Yeah. yeah. But continuing on, Cassie. Yeah, Cassie. I, I'll Cassie go Cassie. all fucking day, yeah. dude. We how talked about that. that not, that's got to be it. Yeah. How is that not the best scene in this movie? Brody might disagree. I don't know. He could, but the dinner scene was good. The church scene was great, too. I mean, 
but I was just over the top. Opening scene. Did it hook you gentlemen in? For me, it did not. It took a while for me to get into this movie. It wasn't one of those ones that just hooked me in right off the bat. Okay. But I'm, that's yeah, not taking it, away anything from the movie. It's a great no, no, movie. No, that's fair. It didn't really have a hook, but then again, this is a 1973 film. They didn't really, they didn't really feel the need to hook somebody in quite like they do now. Yeah. I actually thought it was more abrupt than what it was. And then you actually get to the title and I was like, oh, that was actually a longer opening than I expected. Yeah, it was. Um, it really was. I'm actually going to say it was a soft yes. And I say a soft yes because for some reason, just him talking to that creepy old dude right from the get go. And then like, you don't know who this guy is. He's giving him like this offer that, you know, he can't refuse and he's hunting ghosts. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in dude. Like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know that for some reason that did it to me. And I thought that was just the intro. And then it's that whole extra scene of him talking to, I don't know who that other guy was, the driver, I guess. Mm-hmm. We just want to call him. He's, I think he's the dude that shows up, but yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, soft. Yes. And then that title card is definitely like when you're when you see the house and the title card goes over the house. I think that's like yeah. That a, title card just like popped yeah. up suddenly too. Right. That is like definitely boom, legend of hell house right there. Bam, with the music and everything. So yeah. All righty. Best hits, hottest girl. Best dick, hottest right. dude. Now hear me out, fellas. Hear me out for best tits. All right, best tits because there was tits in this movie. You see all and the side best tits. No, 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 no. The oh, best. Oh, are you tits. going? Oh. The best tits goes to the gold statue. Statue, yeah. I was gonna say them statue. She was fucking like. She was fondling yeah, that there. statue too. Yeah. Oh, bro. So I wrote down best tits, and I said last night too. Gold statue's got the best tits. <laughs> that this is a movie where if you had a son who was like a little bit before probably double digits. He would definitely feel probably a little weird watching this movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, what's going on? Especially in that scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I felt a little weird. I was like, hey. I was like, this is a whole different movie here. I don't know what Chad picked, but I like it. <laughs> I, I think I have to say that this may be the first time that the Best Tits Award goes to an inanimate object. Yeah. Right? That's, I mean. But you can't argue. You can't. Argue. Uh, no, you it's, can't. It's, those, those were huge. Like and they were the only <laughs> like porn star huge. They were only the, uh, the only direct ones we got. Like you said, yeah. we got yep. the side boobage. Got to take what you can get. Um, okay, so that brings us to the hottest girl then, Mrs. It, Barrett. You know what? I'm actually gonna have to go with Florence Tanner, dude. That's what I was thinking too. She. No, I don't know. There's. Okay, so. Gail Hunter. I don't want to say it again. Gail Honeycutt. <laughs> Honeycutt. 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 There you go. Um, I feel like she looked weird when she had like her like just bull head with like. I don't know, dude. Honeycutt. I thought she was sexy but, as fuck. But wait, wait. But there, obviously the dirty scenes, yes. But even the scene before that when she was just in the nightgown with her hair down and the glasses reading the book, I was just like. Well, hello, Mrs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I still have to go with uh, Pamela Franklin as Florence Tanner, dude, because she's just got them big doughy eyes. Yeah, and that that's shit's, dude. Like, yeah, she could probably get uh, neither, neither one's a wrong answer to be honest. No, they're both beautiful women, dude. 
And I feel like for best, I feel like for best dick, dude, I'm going to have to go with, uh, Oh fuck. I'm gonna have to go with uh Roddy McDowell. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That's where I was Bitching thinking. Ass sideburns, dude. And fucking... Those weren't crazy 70s sideburns, but they were like they weren't the mean? mutton chops. They no, were no, respectable no. 70s. They were thank you. Yeah, yes. Respectable. <laughs> They're business Our, sideburns. Uh, okay, so then that brings us to did the score set the mood? I think it did an amazing yeah, I think job. It, yeah. Great. It was very early 70s, late 60-ish horror movie kind of vibe to it. I I, I liked it. It set the mood. Pre-synth. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't it, um, it didn't horror music either. Yeah. No. Yeah, just enough. And okay. Hey, so can you get am I gonna say we're clearing you guys because you're stroking out. You're stroking out a little bit, you're in the yellow. You're moving slow. Hmm. Fuck you, internets. Oh, oh. Chad Daddy. I'm sure we lost the Chad Daddy. So, all right, we did score. There really was no song that we could think of. Who was your favorite character? Oh, is the Chad Daddy back? All right, Chad is back. Green line now. So, uh, yep, you are good. I cut my camera resolution too, so that might help. Ah. Yeah, so favorite character. Uh, I got to go back uh, and say Roddy McDowell. Yeah. He's not he's not just the best dick. I thought he was the most interesting character. He was. He, he had a lot of history. You know what I mean? Like he was the more well-developed character out of out of all of them, I would say. Yes. God damn, dude. I really don't want to agree. But at the same time, we only have four people to fucking talk about in this movie. So. <laughs> oh, well, fi- uh, five if you count the ghost. If you count the ghost. Yeah. yeah, five if you count yeah. the ghost. No, I who himself was a very interesting character, but yeah, I mean, he was great. Like, okay, so Roddy's he sold it and he was like a perfect red herring, like we already mentioned, yeah, for multiple reasons. Like, he just played crazy so well. Yeah, if this and... was just played off as a murder mystery, he would have been suspect number one. Oh, yeah. all day Definitely. long, as Definitely. soon as he came on scene, it was just like that guy. It, it's that dude. It's you know glasses. why? It's it's the glass. That's just what I was gonna yep. say. The glasses. glasses. He has the, and the way they made his glasses. eyes bigger. Yeah. Yep. yep. You're like, what's up, Dauber? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, fuck off. No, I kept thinking of uh uh what the fuck's his name? God damn it! I just had a brain fart from Trailer Park Boys. Oh, Bubbles. Uh, yeah, Bubbles. <laughs> every time, every time they did a close up of his and his eyes were all big. I was like, fucking Bubbles. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking. I mean, I. Even though the doctor was a douche, I did like his character though because he was the whole re- like it felt like if everybody just listened to everybody else, they would already like got the fuck out, nothing would have happened. But obviously, yeah. like he's the guy, even though he is an asshole for that reason, he's the guy that has to like push it along to like because he's there to do his job, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and gotta kind of guess respect that a little, and you know, in a sense, he was supposed to be the skeptic. But yeah, you created this whole machine to rid spiritual energy. So right? how are you a skeptic mm-hmm. if you, you know, you created this, you know, uh, electromagnetic radiation machine, you know, the EMR machine, as he called That's it. That's a good question, buddy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I mean, he had to be a believer of some sort. You know what I mean? Because in some it, way, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe Even that's what it was. He, he was a believer. He was just a disprover. So anywhere else that was like, hey, this is haunted. 
he went and was like, no, but I, that doesn't mean switch. Not anymore. That doesn't mean he already hasn't been to actual haunted places, so he does know what he's looking for. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, that's a good question. And I love that that was straight up like out of the Batcave from '66 Batman. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. You know what I mean, like that shit was <laughs> yeah. just straight like. But you know, some I gauges, loved, some lights and a lever. I loved that oh. when she went to hit it, it didn't destroy it. You know, yeah. like she went for the gauge and hit the gauge, she and he was like, the glass. "That's all she, she was did. like." Whoo! She didn't know what she. Thank <laughs> yeah. God she didn't know where to hit. And I was like, you know, I actually like that because it showed, you know, uh, in a lot of movies now, like think, you know, got with Godzilla versus Kong when they're they're in there and they pour water on the computer to, you know, mm. break short it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, come on, that's that's not how that works. You know what I mean? So if she would have just like smashed one thing and then it not work. That's not how things work. So I love the fact that they actually made that somewhat realistic that, you know, she went and hit it. And I mean, he knocked her out too. Like I, I, I kind of chuckled at that too, though, when, you know, when he knocked her out, but <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, dude. But, uh, I, I actually like the fact that, you know, the machinery kept working after that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what? it's kind of funny that you, the knock your out part just reminded me of, uh, so the scene where the ectoplasm was coming out of her fingers yeah, mm-hmm. and it was going across the table, whatever. Did he bitch slap his wife? See, that's that. Okay, so that's what I, I thought it did because she looked like, yeah, see, Brody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brody. Dude, he sh- that goes straight up bitch slapped her. And the best part of that whole scene was he runs right by her to check the medium. He's like, oh, okay, she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why that. No, I'm that's, messing with you, but watch that again. Dude, that shit caught me so off guard. I was laughing my ass off because I was like, I even brought that up to my wife. I was like, I love how he just totally ignored his wife getting hit by a fucking ghost yeah. to go check the chick. <laughs> but you know what? She had no fucking business being there anyways. She wasn't a medium. He, she wasn't he, a fucking, you know what I mean? tell her right in the beginning. She, I had, no, there. she had no yep. business there. None. None. You're right. And then what the fuck? You're just going to leave and fucking, you're going to leave the bodies there. Like, because when they when the movie ended, it just ends with them leaving, and they just right. leave the body there. Like there was no. I mean, they got to go to the cops, tell them, and they can go back. Unless they weren't supposed to be. There. But that's gonna look really sus if you show up and oh, he murdered. Yeah, but that, my, my but that creep, the creepy old guy at the beginning bought the house, so there's no reason for them not to have been there. He sent them yeah. there. Yeah, he oh, sent them there. True. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, I would say they left him there because I'm sure the police would have had to do some kind of investigation themselves. Yeah. You can't just take the bodies with you and say, here, there you go. Unless they like shoved him in the lead room and then closed the door and they're like, man, eh, nobody will know. Nobody will know. Fuck him. We'll just leave Whatever him happened to those guys? Mm. That'd be a hell of a story to, to explain to the police. Like, what the hell happened here? And you just point to the embalmed body. He did it. He did it. That, right. that guy right there did it. <laughs> the guy with the fake legs in the wheelchair? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so was it scary, gentlemen? I think, I think I would I would I would say yeah. I think when it originally came out, yes. Nowadays, not so much. I can see how it can be scary. Um, but I just think like we're so desensitized to stuff nowadays that agree. Without it, a doubt, yeah. It, it really wasn't 
scary, scary, but it was good. It was mm-hmm. a good scary, not oh, a, it was like, very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Like it, and it, it hits all those key horror elements, dude. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to say no, but desensitized might be the issue on that. I'm going to say marginal. Yes, I think it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely got a little creep sauce during the whole sex scene and shit. I'm not going to lie there. Like that was kind of hitting some boundaries. I was like, oh, okay. Doing this now. But. Yeah. I'll go with creepy. How's that? Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. I give it that. I can give it that. It's creepy. We'll go with that. Which brings us to does it hold up to today? Does it hold up today? Yes. I think so, especially with all the the you know paranormal films that we have, it oh, still holds up. Fuck time. Absolutely. Yeah, for this being as old as it is, never hearing about it. And yeah, it's it's you can see where this probably set the bar for a lot of ones that come, obviously, that we're used to now and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Brody mentioned in his review, it's just there were times where you felt like you were almost watching a conjuring movie or yeah. the haunting or the haunting I got that vibe too, just because four people in a haunted house, like that's where my main vibe went from that. And that was just about it. But it's yeah. Fucking good shit, dude. All right. So was the acting good or bad then? Perfect. Yes. Yeah. I think it was, it was, it was good. It was good. Obviously, uh, Honeycut definitely sold her acting abilities there. <laughs> if everybody didn't get a little bit hot and bothered. So oh, Bro- Brody has a question. question. Brody has a question. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it was I, a real actor. Yeah. Brody asked, old mate with no legs sitting in the wheelchair. Was that a real actor or a dummy? Yes, that was Michael Go. Um, he, uh-huh. he did like a lot of um, Hammer films back in the day. And he also played Alfred in the uh, Tim Burton Batman films. Yes, and I thought he looked Whoa. familiar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, where the fuck? Have-? And then I looked what? him up and I was like, holy shit, it's Alfred. Yeah. Nope. No shit. That's awesome, dude. Glad you just told me that because I did not know. That. <laughs> but yeah, I think acting all around was great. I don't think anybody did a bad job. Everybody sold their roles. Yeah, McDowell pretty much stole every scene he was in. Dude was a yeah. phenomenal actor. I could see some people might think uh Florence was a little overacting, but at the same time, I think that was just her character because she was the one getting fucked with pretty much the whole goddamn yeah. movie. So yep. yeah, I'd Definitely. be a little pissed off too and a little fucking loud. <laughs> uh so that brings us to Did you like the cinematography? I loved it. There was there was one it, right when they first went into the house, this one the way the camera just went through the hallway and it like focused real quick on this one statue of a head. And I don't know if it was like Satan's head or what, but it was just this white statue that was there. And every time the camera would be around that statue, I was like, dude, that, and it was just like a beautiful shot of it, of them just walking in that, in that first area. And that, that the way that the camera just hit that, that statue, it it was beautiful. For me, I loved it. I loved it. I, I, I love cinematography in this. The lighting, everything was on par. My favorite. Yeah. Uh, can you guys hear me? Oh, Chad. Chad's uh, you're out struggling a out a little bit. Oh, we got the Florence on. part. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's All the right. scene where Florence comes out of her bedroom in the morning. And the shot was 
film like you see instead of seeing it directly it's filmed in the reflection of that nice shiny teapot oh yes yes yes, yes. 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 i love that yep. shot that made me think of um what was that what was that with the uh the crazy killer in this in the supermarket was that intruder oh intruder yeah yeah, yeah. where you saw yeah, the mirror it, yeah like it was reflected in the in that big jar or whatever that's what it made me think of i i, I love experimental shots like that that you don't see very often so I'm glad you brought that up because actually that's the one I was going to bring up. And I feel like they did a couple other reflective shots in this movie as well, mm-hmm. where you saw him walking into the reflection. And I don't know what it is about that, but that is always just a nice, enjoyable, like just a little change up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It breaks the tedium of just seeing a normal, yep. average, ordinary, everyday run of the mill movie. And I got to agree with our uh, brother, Mr. Kane. He, uh, for the audio listeners, he says the low Dutch tilt shot revealing them standing outside the building was quite exquisite. And yeah, you get a very that you get the vibe you get from just looking at the house is just like this thing is fucking massive. This is a mansion, like legit. And how how Man. how great was it? Just the dimly lit like sex dungeon in the in the in, in the cellar. Like, like I'm, I'm sitting there watching, like, how can they even see? Is there any light? And they have like one light on and there's all the shadows playing everywhere. It was that was one of the scariest parts of the house to me. So agreed. can we talk? We didn't even bring it up. and I'm kind of surprised. But here was another reflection shot. The mirrored ceiling above the bed. Oh, oh yes. The yes. Fucking mirror. Oh, my God, dude. That is straight yes. up. Pimp. I love it. I don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> it's always so cheesy, but at the same time, come on, man. If you've ever used one, you know. <laughs> yes. You know. And yeah. Well, that just goes along with the debauchery that was going on, you know, when when well, was, uh, obviously that was the sex room. I, I'm I'm gonna say given all the red. Everything everything was like that velvet red and you know what I mean? I don't know. And again, those those stat the other time we saw statue titties when the statues were getting on with the shadows like you said. yeah yeah but that was a weird scene too she was definitely getting turned on by that shit well i think that was <laughs> that was just to show like how how chad said you know her sexual desires coming desires no, 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 I, coming to life you know it's just hell yeah dude all right uh anything else on cinematography i don't Sense of reflection shots. I don't think I got anything else. Yeah, that's same. I mean, we got some good close-ups, um, especially when he has that weird. Uh, what's his name? Has that weird attack in front of the fire fireplace. fireplace? Yeah, like that, that was, was almost an uncomfortable. That was almost an uncomfortable close-up, to be honest. Ooh. Speak. Okay, I'm glad you said uncomfortable close-ups. What was this? That scene where they were talking, where they were extremely close to each other, the doc and him. It was after, like, it was when he was telling him about his wife, how he came down the night before. Do you remember that at all? They were, no. I don't know, for some reason, like, if you took, our, like, a webcam and put two people, like, right here, edge to edge, like, that's exactly where they were. And it almost <laughs> felt like, it felt like fucking a Lonely Island video or something like that, dude. <laughs> and Adam Sandberg and, like, Justin Timberlake are, like, touching noses. Like, I almost expected it to go to, like, that level. But... Oh man! Anything else, gentlemen, or to the no. next one? To the no. next one. To the next. So, did you, do you like the premise? Love, love it. it. Yep. Love it. I love a good haunted house story. Yep. Fully agree. I think we've said enough. What we could say about the haunted houses. 
So recycle, rewind, or remake? I'm going to go, and, and I hate to say this, but only because I would love to get a prequel movie. I want it remade. I would love to see this remade. Um, but like I said, with with practical effects, I don't want any CGI. Don't show me the fucking ghost. Don't show me, you know what I mean? Don't change too much of the story. Give us a little bit more backstory on like of the original shit mm-hmm. would be great. But I, I would like to see it remade. What if they didn't just do a remake, but they just did a random like prequel? What if they're like, yo, we're just going to make a prequel after this. Movie I would be okay with either. I, I, if yeah, they do, yeah, if they do a remake, too. if they do a remake, I'd like to see all the stuff that was changed from the book put back in. Yeah. But at the same time, yes. I would be okay if that was actually incorporated into the prequel instead. Ooh. Yeah. That'd so be cool too. what if, okay. Let's just say you're rebooting it. But you start off with the prequel, so it's not necessarily the prequel. You just start off with that 50s investigation about the murder in the 20s. And then that can lead you to a sequel, which would actually be this first initial, The Legend of Hell House. Just make it a fucking Conjuring movie. I mean, it practically is, but... (laughs) (laughs) You could definitely fit that in a movie night, dude, if you wanted, like, Conjuring. Like, if you were watching all these and then, like, you're like, oh, what else you got? Yeah. Well, I got this fucking doozy right here from 1973. Alrighty. So I'm gonna have to oh, we lost Chadwick. Well, fuck do you. So besides, you know, I'm also gonna rewind it though. I thought this was very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really good movie. Chad Daddy's back. You were in the damn it, he he was in the green. Um in the uh, we're gonna rate this bitch. And I'm gonna throw in uh, Brody's rating too. You guys are cool with that. Of course. That was a nice four. That works for me. As of All right. And so Brody's was a 4.1 if I not mistaken. Four. I think it said four. Solid four. Yeah? All right. Think so. Go four. Scoob. What do you I'm gonna give, this book? I'm gonna give it a 3.8. I liked it. It was fun. Um, it's a good movie, good watch. Uh it, it ran perfect. You know, it, it was it wasn't slow. It, it, it was a good film. Good. Hey, Brody gave it a 4.1. So, yeah. Okay, it was 4.1. 4.1. Okay. okay. That's okay. Chad Daddy. I'll give it a 4. Even. Rate this big a four, 4 even? even. Yep. All right. I'm going to rate this bad boy. I'm also going to go with a 4. All right. Do, 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 do. So should be about a 3.9. A score of 3.97. Ooh. Just round that up so to a just four. Round that shit up to we a just four. round that shit up to a four. Alrighty. So that is a Gormore score of four for the legend of Hellhouse. Ding, 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 ding. Excellent, 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 gentlemen. So yeah, uh, next have... week, Chad Daddy, what are we covering, buddy? Next week is the, is it a Korean Train to Busan film? Yes, sir. Yeah. This was. This is a Bobby pick who unfortunately won't be here next week. Motherfucker. Yes. Bobby sends his condolences. Get scuba again, baby. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. buddy. We should have boss. We should have boss man back for that uh, for next week. Yes, he will be well rested and hopefully found his spirit animal. Um. Mini Sasquatch with the giant dick. Mini Squatch. Yeah. 
Dick Squatch. Dick Squatch. <laughs> now, if what's his name in this movie there, the 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 ghost, if he was just a, if he was even if he was short, if he was hanging, he would have been fine. You know what I mean? True. He that good. He wouldn't have done. He wouldn't have gone to all that trouble. <laughs> I think you're right. But uh, yeah, so we're doing Train to Busan, and you can find that bitch pretty much everywhere. Tubi, yeah. Pluto, Black Hole. Uh, it's all free on those uh, premium subscription on Voodoo, uh, Hulu and Amazon and all that other good shit. So, yeah, join us next week for that. Other than that, gentlemen, is there anything else? Uh, I got yeah. nothing up there. Nothing? I, I think we got a good clean episode done. All righty. Catch uh, Somewhat Supernatural coming up. Yes, sir. This Friday, yeah. we'll be talking about Ed and Lorraine cool. Warren. Nice. Uh, you will not catch Fatality this upcoming friday but uh we'll be uploading some audio issues so issues what the fuck am i talking Episodes. about as Episodes. always as Browns. always guys do Browns. go do go in you know you can listen to any of the audio only podcasts over at projectlouder.net all of the old episodes check them out for every single podcast that we have we know the boss man would love that so yes. check yeah. them out and other than that i think that's it so without further ado i am your host your fluff master supreme mr big johnny d saying adios gorehounds this is your chad daddy saying i'll see you next week bitches this is scuba steve saying i'll see you on somewhat supernatural on this friday baby and yeah. next week on the show yeah, yeah.